Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Rithu Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Welcome, Rithi Prick here, and I'm so happy to have you here today. If you are juggling a career, kids, parents, volunteer work, a significant other, housework, meals, work stress, a never-ending email inbox, volunteer commitments, projects, church, temple, or any other forms of spirituality, dress sizes, mama drama, laundry, multiples of work projects, and so much more, then girlfriend, you have come to the right place. I'm here to share the tools and strategies to simplify your life, both at work and at home, so you make space for the people and things that matter most to you. Before we jump in, I want to invite you to get your hands on the first chapter of my best-selling book called Accomplish It. It is my gift to you for free, and it is a one quick chapter to help you go from, ah, what is going on, to I'm totally overwhelmed, to I have totally got this. So get the first chapter free over at lifeisorganized.com forward slash first chapter. I also want to take one minute to thank a couple of folks for some awesome reviews. This is so much fun because this review I'm going to read was a five-star review from the name is she has read too many books and she writes a delightful burst of inspiration and wisdom. Mirthu's bright personality shines through in these just long enough episodes, choosing one impactful strategy or tactic each week. Mirthu encourages you to take a small step toward living your best life and cheers you on as you take control of your schedule and your life. Highly recommend. Thank you so much. She has read too many books. You are awesome. I cannot tell you how much that means to me. It means the world to me. And also from Identity Mag, the review is great podcast, five-star review. I love the natural energy Mithu provides, great topics and great podcast. Thank you both so much. Again, means the world to me. And if you haven't had a chance, just hop on over to the reviews anytime after this podcast Give me a quick rate, a review, and it helps me so much to be seen by other amazing women all around the world, and um, and it just means so much to me. So thank you again. All right, let's jump into our episode. If you are working your pants off, running around from morning till night, drowning in demands and distractions pretty much all day just to stay afloat, I'm going to bet you are deep in stress and feeling overwhelmed. Am I right? So today I'm going to reveal, I'm going to divulge one of the greatest strengths you need to get through it all and most importantly, to get you out of it. And here's what it's not. It has nothing to do with your intelligence. This strength has nothing to do with the amount or number of degrees you have or your title or your experience or your salary or your marriage status or your friendships or how many kids you have or how many systems or processes you have or anything else you think this strength might be related to. But this is it. However, this is it. 
An ambitious woman's greatest strength is recognizing what her strengths are and what her strengths are not. I recently had a client on a one-on-one coaching call who said, came to the call. She was so excited. She's like, oh my gosh, I figured out my problem. I have been so overwhelmed. I've been so stressed. I'm trying to do all the things and I figured out what it is. I am just not good at graphic design. I spend so much time on my presentations, my PowerPoints. It's just a part of her job and I cannot do it anymore. I'm wasting my time. I'm going in circles. I'm just taking forever. I'm falling behind on everything else. I'm so over it. I am so bad at it that this is definitely my weakness. And I was like, girlfriend, perfect, perfect. Because what you just did was actually your strength, not your weakness. You identified what you're really good at and what you're not so good at. And this is going to catapult your success further than anything else in your education or your title or your experience. Just knowing that and using that to your advantage is going to take you lots of places. Okay, so I cannot tell you how many times I've seen amazing women, and by the way, myself, I've also fallen into this trap myself, of wanting to improve my weaknesses, or just for some reason wanting to prove to myself or prove to others that I can do this. Like it's some kind of rite or passage or badge of honor, instead of simply identifying and accepting that, hey, this just really isn't in my wheelhouse that in fact, I am not so great at this and it's okay. And instead of continuing to struggle and work at it and spin my wheels and just waste all this time and energy, it's in my best benefit. It's in your best benefit. It's in the best benefit of my family, of my workplace, of my community to maybe let someone else handle it, to bring in another resource, to hire an expert, to get the pro. So if this resonates with you, if you find yourself doing this, then stick with me because I want to take you through three reasons we continue to go down this line of thinking while we do have this type of behavior, but three reasons also that's really important that we have to get out of it, that we really need to work on that key strength of ours. And I'm so excited for you to hear this because I think some of this you know sort of internally, some maybe we haven't thought about, but it's really going to bring it to the surface and help you think about what that next step is going to be. Because you know, at the end, I'm going to leave you with the challenge, right? The action to take away from here. All right. So let's jump in. The first reason, not in any particular order of like why we continue this type of behavior. Why are we always focused more on those weaknesses or thinking about them? Or why are they so hard to let go? Why can't we just put more of our attention and time and energy to the strengths? So I believe that women, especially moms, have been conditioned like through history, certainly through the last several generations, we have been conditioned to do it all. Now, you may be in that one to 5% that doesn't fall into this category. Please do not send me hate mail, but I believe that most women do fall into this. It is really hard to unlearn what's been learned for so long, what we've been conditioned to know. So for example, girls, like when we're little girls, we're growing up, we might be expected to be more generous with, let's say, our belongings, to share better, to remain really calm and mild in arguments. If we're even allowed to have an argument, like if we accidentally get into one, right? We are 
kind of trained or taught to be a little bit more submissive, to let go and just sort of accept things that come our way instead of maybe standing up for it or fighting back, will you? You know, like I believe that all this socialization contributes to the idea that we'll figure it out. Don't cause any problems, girl. Like it kind of keeps us playing small and thinking a bit inside the box, which means, which what it applies to in this situation of our strengths and weaknesses is sort of like we can handle everything. So even if it's a weakness, we should still be able to figure it out. We should still be focusing on it versus maybe letting that go and giving ourselves a permission to focus on something that's more of a strength. So subconsciously, I believe that boys, I mean, I have a lot of boys in my family growing up. I had a brother and lots of cousins. And I feel like, again, kind of just through culture and societal measures and norms that they learn to exercise their authority at a younger age. And it's more acceptable. And sometimes more of that, let's say even anger or pushing back can, can sometimes really play into their upbringing. So they therefore can sometimes have an easier time saying no, or just not having expectations on themselves to do it all the way that women are more conditioned to do. Now, I know in my family, I'm just going to tell you personally, I'm one of the first ones when I think about like my mom, my grandmother, my great-grandmother, one of the first ones to have my own career and make my own money. So I know that for me personally, I can definitely say that these types of roles like have played a big part in my life in terms of, um, although that my mom and my grandma on both, on both sides are very strong women, right? They're very strong because their identity was so wrapped up in sort of raising the kids and taking care of the family. I don't remember them saying, we can't do this or that. Well, they just figured it out. They were incredible. They just figured out how to make things work. They just figured out how to make things happen. So even their quote unquote weaknesses were something they just figured out what to do. They didn't really have that option to sort of, you know, have somebody else do it. They, those were not their expectations. So I believe this is kind of like one reason that we fall into this, that we focus so much on weaknesses and improving those instead of saying, Hey, this is not what I'm great at. Move on. Let me delegate it. Let me get it off my plate. Let me get the help or the assistance that I really need so I can focus on what I do best. Okay. Number two reason. This is also, I think about a conditioning when we're growing up, I think in school, you know, teachers and, and parents for that matter, focus more on areas where we needed improvement rather on where you really excelled. At least again, this was my experience for me growing up. Okay. Like, so for example, I always got great grades in English and I always was struggling in math. It was, that was just my plate. That's how I was. My, my brain was much more for language and speaking, communication and writing. And gosh, I'd see like mathematical problems and I'd kind of shut down. And so I think part of the socialization plus human nature is just focus on the improvement. Where can you do better? And that type of thinking then translates into adulthood. We're on a subconscious level. We're thinking, okay, this is something I'm not so great at. So I've got to get better at it. Just like I had to when I was in school. That's what my teachers brought up. That's what my parents brought up. And I think, I will say, I do think the education system and values are changing now. I do see it with my teens. I really believe that their teachers and advisors 
very much focus on their strengths and encourage them to highlight their strengths and follow them. But still, I know I'm guilty that even as a parent, when my son gets a lower grade in one class and a higher grade in another class, I'm like, hmm, well, what can you do to improve that lower grade, right? It's just like, that's where our minds go. So again, I think it just takes us and applies us into adulthood where we're still having that type of thinking. And then number three, I feel that most women or many women don't have the best relationship with money. So for many reasons, like I just went through with the socialization or expectations or the patriarchy or whatever you may have seen in your own home, in your own family, in your own community, that is very much tied to how we make or we don't make or have seen other people in our family, other women make or don't make all the financial decisions and investments. And often when we recognize that something is not a strength, right? If we're looking at something that's a weakness, many times in order to get it off our plate or delegate it, it involves a financial decision. Like one of our best bets is to invest in someone else or in another resource, which takes money. And although inside and intuitively, you know that I need to just make that investment because it's so tied with investing money, not spending money, you're, we get tied up, we get like caught up in it and don't take that next step, right? Because we're like, I, even though I know internally, I'm going to get some type of return on investment by investing this money. Like I'm going to get some more time. I'm going to get stress alleviated. I'm going to have greater opportunities. Even though we know that internally, we're still battling with this idea of putting our dollars towards it. Can you relate? Again, you might be in that that group that's like, no, this is not me at all. But I do feel like, you know, based on all the clients that I've worked with, with a lot of conversations I have with women, friends, family, and clients and colleagues, and what I've struggled through myself, I find this is a really, you know, messy place where we can get really tied up. So those are some of the key reasons I feel like we are so focused or we can have a hard time letting go of the weaknesses, quote unquote, the things we don't do so great, instead of putting more attention towards our strengths. So let's turn the ship around and now focus on three reasons you really should focus on your strengths. This to me is that number one asset that's really going to pull you and push you and just catapult you towards all the results you want and the success you want, both at work and at home with your family, with your relationships, with the presence, with your listening skills. Okay. Now, before I jump into this, first of all, I want to make it really clear that I'm not saying that we should never be trying to improve our weaknesses. That is not what I'm saying. Don't send me a note. That's why why are you saying that? Okay. I am a personal development junkie. I love self-growth. I love self-development. There are areas in my life that are not my strengths, but I want to be better at them. And I do that. I follow that, right? So for like, here's something like, I'm not great at exercising as much as I do it in my life. It's like not something that comes naturally to me. I'm not great at like making myself stronger, pushing myself, but it's something that's important to me to improve. So it's something I really want to work at, right? So that's kind of a a weakness there. And I want to make it a stronger point in my life, but therein lies the big difference in what we should focus on improving and not focus on improving. You want to know, is it really important to you deep down inside? 
Or are you just trying to meet someone else's expectations or societal expectations or your family's expectations? Here's the deal. Let me tell you another example. So I'm a terrible baker. Terrible. Like literally, I cannot make a batch of cookies. I'm so bad at it. And for the longest time, I thought I should be a better baker. Like this is something, this is a weakness, and I should be more focused on this to make it better. But the reality was it wasn't because I like baking. I don't enjoy baking. I don't even get any sense of success or feeling like good about it. It's like the last thing I really want to do, but I felt like I should be better about it because for some reason I'm here in Nashville and I have this amazing group of friends and they are all freaking amazing bakers. Like I don't even understand one out does the, the next, they show up to these school events or we go to their birthday parties or they come to, you know, bring a dessert and it's always these fabulous, fabulous desserts. And so I've kind of felt this like peer pressure, even though they never said anything, that like I should be a better baker, but I don't even like baking, like I said, and I've decided that's not something I need to focus on then. I'm just going to go to Whole Foods, buy the dang cake, which by the way, everybody is going to love. And anyway, I digress, but I did want to make this clarifying point that I'm not saying don't improve, but do the things that are truly, truly like deep down inside important to you, not because other people's expectations are making you feel that way. All right, so let's jump into the three reasons why you really should just be focusing on your strengths. So number one, you're an adult, lady. You are an adult. If you're listening to this, I, I think pretty much you're, you're an adult at this point. You've paid your dues. You've done college, maybe law school, maybe graduate school. You've like worked your took us off. You've taken jobs. You've worked the hard jobs. You've done the long hours. I'm just going to say you've earned this, girlfriend. You have earned the right. You give yourself permission to outsource some things, to get them off your plate, to delegate. At this point in your life, whatever point you're at, you just don't need to be doing all the things. And sometimes you just got to hear it from somebody else. You don't need to learn everything. You're old enough and you can give yourself permission to say, I'm good at this. I like it. It works for me. And I'm not really so good at this other thing. Don't like it. Don't work for me. It's all good. Okay. You're an adult. You've paid your dues. Let's just get that clear. And now let's just focus more on the strengths. Number two, kind of back to like where I started this episode, focusing on your strengths, maybe the biggest, your biggest strength or your biggest asset in life. Research even shows that if you focus on your strengths, you're going to have higher engagement and better performance at work. Okay, because you're doing something that actually brings you joy, that makes you happy instead of focusing on the negative or getting caught up in that spiraling, self-sabotaging effect of the focusing on the things you don't do well, right? So, and I also don't need to give you research to tell you that it's the same at home. It's the same at home. You're going to have higher engagement. You're going to be more present. You're going to have more clarity. You're going to have better conversations. You're going to quote unquote perform better at home if you're focusing on what you're good at what you feel better about, what you do better. You're going to be such a nicer person and less snarky and happier to be around. And my friend, who don't want that? And number three, finally, you are just going to get more done. You will be more productive. You will reach your goals faster. So our strengths are great resources for increasing our energy and making us feel really excited and dynamic. 
you know, like sometimes you're doing something you actually enjoy, you tend to like lose track of time. And we do that when we focus on areas that our strengths shine. And usually you remember these as more joyful moments. So the result of putting our strengths into what we are doing that's joyful, it makes us feel energetic and alive instead of wasting time trying to perfect or muster up the energy to make yourself do something you're just not that good at or that you don't like to do, and then you don't even feel satisfied by it. Or worse, you want to beat your head against the wall because the rest of your day and your week is flying by, and you're still working on that other thing that's just not in your wheelhouse. Oh my God, the mental energy that is zapped, it's it's yeah, it's indescribable. It's so frustrating. And if you're still listening, I have a very strong feeling you know what I'm talking about. One of my dear friends and an amazing client was recently deciding if she should use a realtor to sell her home or do it herself, right? And again, and I think this came back to a lot of the things like I should know how to do this. Should I be, I don't want to invest the money, right? I, my parents had done this on their house in the past, like, and we get, and That is definitely not her strength. Her strength is the million other things she's amazing at. She's an incredible psychologist. She's a great mom. She's, you know, she has all these other things to focus on. That was not her strength. But she's getting caught up in this idea of, but I can figure this out. I should be able to do it all. Ultimately, we talked, we brainstormed, we really, you know, thought it through, and she did hire that realtor who in turn then hired the organizer and the stager and took so much pressure off her and let the expert do their thing, the thing that they are pros at. And it allowed her to reach all of her goals, my friend, the the client, to reach her goals so much faster because she wasn't like getting unfocused with something else that was not in her expertise. Okay, another client was spending time all the time, mental energy on cleaning her house. Okay. Yes, she could figure it out. She knows how to do it, but she didn't have the time. She certainly didn't have the skills as a professional cleaner would to never make it feel sparkling. It would never happen in a one, you know, four hour period of time. So she never got the satisfaction out of it. This was not something that she needed to do. This was not like her biggest strength in life or was going to get her closer to her goals. Other clients, I've worked with are doing their own invoicing or bills or taxes. Again, not their strength, not where they should be putting their time and energy and effort. Put it on their strengths instead and see how they soar. Others were doing their own laundry or yard work and realizing that this was eating away at their energy, at their time, at their presence. Okay. So I think you get the idea. I hope you do. I hope this is resonating with you. And go back and listen to all those reasons why this is so important. The role model, better role model you'll be when you focus on your strengths, how productive you feel, how happy and joyous you'll feel, how much more successful you'll feel at the end of each day, and how much more quickly and rapidly you'll get to the goals that you really want in your life. Now, of course, all this is leading up to the big D, which is delegation, which is for an entirely other episode about how to exactly do that. But for now, I want you to be thinking about what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And how do I put more and more emphasis on the strengths and let go of or offload the weaknesses? Make the dang investment when you need to. It will always 
pay itself out tenfold in your emotional and physical well-being and very often in your financial well-being as well. All right, so this is the perfect segue to this week's challenge. You know, I want to make your time 100% worth it. And in order to do that, I will always encourage you to take one small action every week. And today's action is to identify one weakness that you insist, you insist, lady, on still working on or doing yourself, right? Like, what is it? And then take one action to start putting less focus on it. Like ask someone else to help you with it or do it all together. Hire someone, buy a resource, invest in an expert. Now do this within the next 24 hours. Why? Because hopefully right now you're motivated. You're like, these thoughts are going through your mind. You're going to build on the momentum before it passes by. So take advantage of that. Do it the next 24 hours. Don't just shake your head and think, yeah, I'll get back to that someday. Do it and let me know you did. Come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash podcast forward slash 72. And I will be there, my friend, to personally cheer you on. As always, you can find out more about the episode down in the links below. And remember, if you like what you heard, don't forget to hit subscribe on your way out. And lastly, if you want more awesome tips on how to take control of your life, jump on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash hacks for an awesome freebie called 21 Killer Hacks to Stop Feeling Overwhelmed. As always, my sweet, I thank you for your time and loving vibes and positive energy and know that I am sending them right back your way. I am Ruthie Parikh signing off for today, wishing you a happy and successful day and week, and I will catch you next time. Bye-bye.